0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, July 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag should collaborate for water resilience portfolio. H-2A reforms target wage rates. Spray drift. Trade aid plan advances. Federal and state regulators share wish lists for water resilience portfolio. A broadcast of regulatory leaders assembled yesterday for the latest public meeting on the governor's water resilience portfolio. The Delta Stewardship Council hosted the meeting in order to discuss how the Delta Plan implementation can work together with the portfolio. With more than 15 speakers in 90 minutes, however, the dialogue was mostly limited to optimistic bromides about the importance of collaboration across agencies and stakeholders. The message, water conservation is the future, and agriculture is encouraged to collaborate now to head off more cycles of regulation and litigation. Food and Ag Secretary Karen Ross said agriculture is changing significantly for some. They don't like the changes that they see. But every drop of water is precious and is being dedicated to the highest economic value. Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot, praising the collaborative effort behind the voluntary agreements for the Bay Delta plant, said it's a paradigm shift. We need regulations. There will be litigation. But we don't want to manage fundamentally by litigation and regulation. State Water Board Chair Joaquin Esquivel said it isn't just agriculture that feels the pressure. It isn't just the urban side. It's we as a state. Fish and Wildlife Director Chuck Bonham said I believe that time is fleeting on these issues and progress is necessary. Department of Water Resources Director Carla Nemeth said on July 1, we created a new division of multi-benefit initiatives charged with making connections across what has been at times a very siloed approach to the department. U.S. Bureau of Reclamation's Russell Cahalo said, we have some issues with conveyance that we have to fix in order to deliver water. Storage projects are a part of that as well. Army Corps of Engineers Watershed and Floodplain Manager Cindy Tejeda said, We'll have emerging guidance coming out in 2020 for the new Engineering with Nature initiative. U.S. Geological Survey's Michael Stevens said it may be important to consider how all of the science that we're doing, and there's a lot of it, works together. Delta Conservancy's Campbell Ingram said the final portfolio draft by Thanksgiving has to have checkpoints to ensure that the localist level there is at least some awareness and knowledge about what happens when you flush the toilet and what happens downstream. DPR releases reports on spray drift. The Department of Pesticide Regulations published the draft of an air monitoring report yesterday. It details the account of a large spray drift of 1-3-D that spiked at a monitoring site near the town of Shafter in January 2018. DPR is in the process of developing regulations to reduce exposures to 1-3-D in ambient air. The department said in a statement it is accepting comments on the draft until August 31st. Monitoring in the Merced and Fresno counties also revealed relatively high levels of the pesticide. DPR will present these findings at a meeting Friday for Pesticide Registration and Evaluation Committee. Administration moves on H-2A reforms. Uh, Trump administration is looking to overhaul the H-2A farm worker visa to make it easier to use. The 489-page proposal known as a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking stops short of making the program year-round, but it does propose a number of changes in the application process and would revise the methodology for determining the adverse wage rates that set a floor under H-2A wages. Those rates have soared this year in some states. Michael Marsh, president and CEO of the National Council of Agriculture Employers, welcomed the proposal, which represented an effort to evolve the program to one more responsive to the needs of stakeholders. Keep in mind, the clock is ticking if the administration is going to get these proposals finalized before 2021 when there could be a new president. White House wraps up MFP Review. American farmers are still being hurt by Chinese tariffs and an ongoing trade war are a step closer now to getting more federal assistance. The White House Office of Management and Budget recently finished its review of the market facilitation program. That's the direct payment aspect of 16 billion in new trade assistance. So I'm going to give the farmers, we're going to help them out because they are great patriots. That President Donald Trump yesterday. We're going to give them $16 billion, and we just did. Ben approved, and I approved it. Bill Northe, the USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Program, says qualified farmers could start getting those payments next month. But for now, what producers really want to know are the payment rates and other details. In the words of Dave Salmondson with the American Farm Bureau Federation, he said, everybody's looking to see what kind of guidelines they're going to be putting out and... There will be plenty more commentary on that once we see it, as he spoke with AgriPulse. Trump, USMCA is now all politics, but there is a plan B. The White House has done just about all it can to push the US-Mexico-Canada agreement across the finish line. Now it's just a matter of politics and convincing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to hold a vote on the renegotiated North American Trade Pact. That, according to President Donald Trump, yesterday, the president said, We have to get the Democrats to pass it. They may or may not, depending on how they feel politically. It's all politics. Unfortunately, we have a lot of bipartisan support, but they may not be allowed to show that support because the leaders may not allow that to happen. Speaker Pelosi has said she wants to have a vote and ratify USMCA, but only if significant changes are made to the pact. It's still unclear if President Trump would agree to any changes, but he did stress that he has a contingency plan without giving any details. If there's a no vote, Trump said he has a better plan to fall back on. He said you always have to have a plan B, a plan C, especially in politics. So what is plan B or C? He didn't say. Glyphosate judgment reduced. The judge who oversaw the first federal trial on Roundup and cancer has, as expected, reduced the punitive damages award for Edwin Hardiman against Monsanto to twenty million dollars. That's a fifty-five million dollar cut. Hardiman's total award is now about twenty-five point three million. In an order issued yesterday, U.S. District Judge Vincent Jahabria in San Francisco said, "Quote: Monsanto deserves to be punished." because the evidence in the case easily supported a conclusion that Monsanto was more concerned with tamping down safety inquiries and manipulating public opinion than it was with ensuring its product is safe. Jahabria said the punitive damages award exceeded constitutional limits. Bayer, which owns Monsanto, called the decision a step in the right direction, but added that the liability verdict and damage awards are not supported by the reliable evidence presented at trial. Bayer said it will appeal the Hardeman verdict to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Hardeman lawyer Michael Baum said there is no valid basis for disturbing the punitive damages award. Why bother having jurors sacrifice weeks of their lives if a judge can just substitute his judgment for theirs despite so much evidence supporting their conclusions, he asked. Well, here's today's He Said It. California is pretty important to American agriculture. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue in Southern California yesterday. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Tuesday, July 16th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Talley.